Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another week of Selective Hearing. I am your host, Julie DeMar, and I am back with another very special guest. Before I get started with my line of questions, I always love to give the guest the opportunity to tell the audience a little bit about themselves. Absolutely. Uh, well, my name is Cindy Wittemann and I have six kids. Um, I have three grandkids. I absolutely love spending time traveling with family and um, I am a, a best-selling author and I also am the founder and CEO of Driving Single Parents Incorporated, which is a nonprofit organization here in San Antonio, Texas. And I'm also uh, the host of the Little Gift TV show. Before the shows, I always do pre-interviews. She has a nonprofit organization that does something that that I've never heard of before. I know that there are other people out there that may have tried to affect change in this way, but I have absolutely never heard of it. And in addition to that, I've never had anyone present something to me in the way that you did. You used certain words during our pre-interview that really like drew me into your, your cause. And a lot of things that you were saying, like as far as you said a tool, Mm -hmm. and how Absolutely. a car can be a tool. For all of you listening today, Cindy actually runs a nonprofit organization that helps single parents get back on the road. And I'm gonna let her explain her mission and how she got to this point. But I just wanted to share with you all that I was very inspired during our pre-interview and I took away like so many different sound bites, if you will, that just like kind of stuck with me like, wow, when you have access to something like a car, you never think about the people that don't. And it's not necessarily, you know, someone being selfish or inconsiderate. It's just, you have it. So it just becomes like this everyday thing that you don't think twice about, well, what if I didn't? Or what if I never did? And when you presented it to me, like a car is a tool mm -hmm. that grants people access to so many different things in life. I walked away from our conversation like, wow. And then I even asked myself, what if I didn't have one? And what if I didn't have the, the opportunities that being on the road could grant me, like getting to work on time or being able to get my kids effective childcare? Like you just said so many different things and I'm gonna give you the floor. That is why you are here today is because I hope that the encouraging words that you left you know, me with and the, the inspiration that I walked away from our conversation with, everyone that's listening today finds that motivation, receives that inspiration, and maybe even, because I'm in Michigan and I know you're in San Antonio, but I have listeners everywhere, maybe even someone in Michigan will be like, wow, what she's doing is really amazing. And they'll reach out to you and say, how can I do that? Let me find the resources to do that here in Michigan because I know like I didn't even think about how many people in Michigan don't have cars and the day that I spoke to you I thought about it and I I was like wow a lot of people here don't have cars and we have really harsh winter months we only get warm days for about three months <laughs> a year and then the rest of the time it's dark it's cold it's sometimes it's it's definitely dangerous I'm gonna give the floor that was my tidbit I just wanted everyone to know like where I was sitting with this because this is truly an amazing woman and she has a great story. What led you here? How did you get started with this? Okay, well, to start off the story is um, I uh, was a victim of domestic violence and I escaped that situation. And so I just had me and my daughters. Luckily, I did have a car. Um, I worked two jobs for myself through college. I got myself where I, I was in a better position. Once I got to a better position, I really wanted to do something to give back to help single parents. 
I initially wanted to do childcare, but I thought back to my second need, which was my car. Like, there's no way in this world I could have worked two jobs, got my daughters where they needed to go, um, back and forth to school and babysitters and whatnot, and then also get myself through college. Um, so I distinctly remember I was having dinner with my fiance at the time, and I, I just stood at the table and said, like, that's it. I'm going to give away cars to single parents. <laughs> it sounded like a crazy thing at the time, but within 24 hours, I had the website built and a plan was formulated. And I've been giving away cars uh, for going on six years now. It'll be six years at the end of this month. Wow. Yes. And so it's really just like you said, um, it's a tool and it is, you, you know, you take for granted on a daily basis, just like we do breathing that it's just always there. You know, it just happens automatically. You know, you walk to your car, you get in, you go where you need to go and you don't really think a lot about it unless you don't have it. You know, a dollar is not a lot of money unless you don't have a dollar. And so it's the same thing with a car. And so once I realized that I couldn't have done all that, that I had done and got myself to this side of success without my car, I was like, wow, let me see if there's other others out there who could use this service. Service. And so, of course, um, I started the nonprofit and we've given away, we're going to be giving away our 13th car this uh, month for National Single Parents Month. Wow. So this was like right on time. <laughs> this oh, conversation yeah. was definitely right on time. In my line of questioning that I had set up for today, like one thing that I know, like you touched base on it and so did I like in the opener, but one thing that I really wanted you to share is just like the benefits that having a tool such as a car can provide because like like we both said like you don't even think about it when you have it but everyone listening today just put yourself in a position to to think like I don't have a car I don't have a car and even taking it a step further and say, I don't have a car and I have kids. And then mm -hmm. think about all of the responsibilities that you have, but put yourself in that mindset right now. And then Cindy's gonna tell you about all the benefits of having a car, what that means. Then next time you go to get in your car, appreciate it that much more. Absolutely. Yeah, well, um, the, the car can really, like I said, be a tool to get you to a much better circumstance than what you're currently in if you don't have one. Obviously, if you think about a rainy day, you know, no problem. You just rush with your umbrella to your car, you get in and you're on your way. But if you didn't have that car, then you're going to a bus stop with your kids in tow. You're going to HEB with your kids in tow or the grocery store or wherever it is you might need to go to get things done. Doctor's appointments, after school activities, um, a parent teacher meeting with your, your child's teacher. All of these can be unique challenges if you don't have a vehicle to get to where you need to go. And there's only so many friends and family who have the time to be carting you around everywhere you need to go um, that, are, that will do that for a period of time. Eventually, of course, they get tired of it. They have their own lives and their own problems to deal with, um, not to be worried about when you need to get groceries or when your kid has a doctor's appointment or when your kid needs to get to school or when you need to get to work. So one of the things that over the years, giving away these cars, I've seen is these single parents just blossom. You know, they get that higher paying job across town. They enroll in that master's degree and graduate with honors. They um, get that dental assistant position they've been trying to get, but couldn't get because they didn't have a means to get there. Um, they get married. They buy, become homeowners. Um, I've seen them just do so many different things and all of it comes down to having that tool to get them where they need to go to get to the next step. We are very selective with the people we give cars to because everybody wants a free car, obviously. But what we try to do is make sure we give those cars to individuals who are trying their best to get above and beyond, not just get to work and get home, not just get their kid to school and back. They're trying to get that higher paying job, get that better education. They're trying to get their kids to enroll in extracurricular activities. They're trying to go above and beyond with the tools they already have. And then this just makes 
makes it just that much easier for them to become more successful because then they have the tools. And then on top of having the tool to be able to get to where they need to go, they also have their independence back because all of us have been in a position where you're bored at home and you have nothing to do and you just want to go somewhere. So what? You get in the car, you drive, you get an ice cream, you run to the mall, you go see Aunt Becky. Um, you do all of these different things, but if you didn't have a car, then there goes your independence, there's your freedom, there's all the things that you would have if you did have a car. So that's my little synopsis. I can think about so many different things like, oh my gosh, like what if your kid gets sick? You can't just uh -huh. run to the drugstore or you can't run to the urgent care or... Yeah, like or if just, you're already at work because somebody gave you a ride or you took the bus and then all of a sudden your child has a medical emergency at school. Well, if you took a bus that's an hour ride to work in the morning, now how are you going to get to your kid? You can call everybody else and see if you can get a ride or you can take that same hour bus commute to rush to get back to your kid who's having a medical emergency. Um, otherwise, you would just be able to get in your car and rush over as quickly as possible. So I looked up like job applications. Mm -hmm. because I, okay, so I, was, I told my best friend about you, right? And I was like, I got this interview, like back when we did our pre-interview. Pre and I was like, I never thought about this, you know? And mainly, I think a big thing that made me is like, we're in Michigan, yo. Like there's a lot of people with no cars and everything's so spread out too. Like here too. Like I used to, when I, before I became a stay-at-home mom and, you know, 100% took on just, you know, producing from home, I my I work downtown Detroit. So from my house to Detroit is with no traffic, maybe on a nice day, <laughs> like a 30, 35 minute commute. In traffic, we're looking at like, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. Well, 45 minutes to an hour on a what? On, on a bus? Like that's probably two to three hours from where I live because there's no just easy direction. I probably got to go to this city, transfer to another one, do this, do that. <laughs> and so then I was like, well, what kind of jobs could I do? So then I started looking at jobs like, well, what if I didn't have a car living where I live? I would have to keep it close to the area, right? I don't know if a lot of people know this, but on job applications, it asks you, do you have reliable transportation? And I I never even thought about that. Like, so you yeah. might not, your, the employer might be just going through, you may not even get the interview or you may not get past the interview process just on that merit alone. They're scanning down and they're like, oh, reliable. Well, how do you plan to get to work? Exactly. And they know you're not going to be a reliable employee. And especially if you're dependent on friends and family to get you where you need to go or the bus system, like you mentioned, sometimes you have to transfer several buses. Those buses run late. There's all different problems. I've had so many single parents reach out to me and say, hey, I was doing really good. I'm on this bus route, but the bus would be late, you know, two times a month. And I've been fired by three jobs because of that. Mm -hmm. You know, so they're they're constantly like spinning their wheels and not able to get themselves to a successful situation because they're reliant on other people and other means to get them where they need to go on time. Which is very I, unreliable. I, yeah, it's very unreliable. But then like, okay, so I want you to kind of share some stories with the other things that you've experienced with helping people that I know, like we talked about, you can go to school, you can have your independence, you can have your freedom, you can have like a situation that you're in now where everything, there's more stability as far as if my kid gets hurt at school, I can get there. Or, you know, if I need to go to a drugstore or urgent care, I can get there. But what in your experience have you seen with what that does? Because if you think about, if I'm always worrying about all these different things, what that does to my mental health, 
What type of mental health improvements have you seen in the people that you've helped out? I have seen such an increase in their mental health. I mean, there's so many things that have happened. Like I mentioned, I've had a few of them that graduated from college since then. Um, I have one that graduated a master's degree. Um, I've had them become homeowners, which mind you, when they received the car, they were on their last leg, just barely trying to keep the job they have or, you know, just really just trying to get themselves into a steady situation. Now they're becoming homeowners. I mean, we even attended uh, one of them's wedding, you know, just so many different things that I've seen and how much they've flourished over the years. And not just the parents, but the kids. And not just the kids, the friends of the kids, the family of the parents. The, The whole situation gets better because now you can go see your cousin who lives an hour away in Austin, Texas. You know, now you can go and go to Christmas gatherings. You can go to Thanksgiving gatherings. You can take your kid to extracurricular activities. You can you can do so many more things that you weren't able to do before because of the vehicle. So their mental health has improved. Uh, their stability has improved. Their current situation with their jobs have improved. Just a tremendous amount of improvement. And to go above and beyond, we have four previous recipients who now serve on our board of directors with driving single parents. So not only did they, they receive the vehicle and get themselves in a better situation because of that they were so inspired they actually joined our board of directors and want to help give back to other single parents to go above and beyond that as if that wasn't already incredible we have our vp of philanthropy whose name is latika and uh, she received a car from us in 2020 and during covid and she recently got herself in a better situation and got her own car and then donated her car back to the organization to bless another single parent that's just an example to show you that These parents who have received vehicles from us are not just anybody. These are incredible people who giving back and want to give back and who get involved and who are just go above and beyond to to do. And so it's just that little bitty step up that we gave them that got them to a much better situation. And then they turned around and gave back and now their hearts are full too. So it's just a, a, a cycle that just keeps giving like a ripple effect. So what are, I know like people here, ooh, free car. <laughs> like like we said before, yeah. everybody oh, wants a car. Oh, yay, pick me, pick me. Yeah. Um, I want a free car too. <laughs> what, I do too. Like <laughs> what are, I really do. What are some of your uh, requirements for okay. someone to be, uh, receive a car? Well, um, the requirements are very simple. So basically they have to have a valid Texas driver's license. They have to live in Bear County, which is where we live because of funding. Um, and then we, they have to have a valid Texas driver's license and have the ability to obtain and maintain car insurance. So I keep those really light. Um, I don't put a whole lot of uh, stipulations on the individuals because I think every case is different. And so what we do is we give them those very basic, um, application requirements. They fill out that initial application and explain to us in writing how a vehicle would help change their lives. Once we make sure that they meet that minimum qualification, then we send them another request, which is for a video application. So then the person just basically for three to five minutes gets on a call just like we're on right now and just explains how a car would change their life. Some people come on and they uh, bring their kids and talk about that. Some people have done a walk through their day, clips of what their day is like, getting on the bus, getting off the bus, walking in the rain, being in the cold, missing work. We had one, an applicant who actually made a phone call while we're on the phone why why they're recording the video application to ask for rides because they had a job to go to they had the job but they needed a ride to get there and they were continuously turned down like no i can't take you right now no i'm busy right now no i can't take you they didn't have access to the bus system so a video application for us to take that opportunity for you to tell us what you want us to know about your life and where you're at and how a vehicle will change your life and then we can really tell a lot about that person and 
and how they navigate things in that video. Uh, once we get all the videos, then we watch every single one of them. And then we narrow it down to the top 10 and then our board votes on who will get the vehicle. And so that's a little synopsis of how that's done. Of course, we do background checks and make sure, you know, we're not giving away a vehicle to somebody with multiple DWIs or like um, any major issues like that. We don't we don't give cars to people who have those types of issues. So there is a lot of due diligence on our part to make sure that these vehicles end up in the right hands and to the right type of person who is going to use it as the tool to make their life better. And to the listeners, who may have a car or may have the means, how could someone donate a car or donate to your cause to help someone who needs a car receive one? Um, well, drivingsinglehparents.org is our website. All the information you need to know is on there. Um, we have our email address, info at drivingsingleparents. If you have questions, either one of those is perfectly fine. If anybody wants to apply, they can also visit that website and um, get in touch with us there. So everyone, please go check out the website if you are someone who is in need of a car or if you are considering helping someone get a car. Because like one thing that I love to talk about on this show is how our purposes are directly in alignment with our calls to service. So we usually go through things in life. And even like when we're in those moments, we don't necessarily realize how the effects of those situations are going to help us establish where we're supposed to be later in life and how our testimony can help someone else. Right. So like, I, I love the fact that you said you endured domestic violence and you took that and used that as an opportunity to help someone else. You, you looked to yourself and said, well, what helped me survive this situation? And this is something that, and, and a lot of people do outreach and a lot of people, you know, witness and, and do missions that are domestic violence survivors. But again, I've never heard <laughs> of someone say, you know, I thought about what if someone didn't have a car? Like, thank God I had a car, but what if you didn't? So that is, is very inspiring and it's very powerful. And, you know, thank you for everything that you're doing because it's, it's very honorable and it's, it's very inspiring. So Thank you. Well, to, I, to go back to what you were saying about domestic violence, one of the things that I've, I've learned over the course of doing this nonprofit and other um, resources I've come across um, is that a lot of people stay in a domestic violence relationship because that person takes full financial control, which means that the house is in the, the husband's name or wife's name, whichever one is the abuser. Um, their, their car is in the name, the bank accounts are in their name, everything's in their name. So if you have somebody like in my situation where you want to escape the situation, and, and get your kids to a better circumstance. If you don't have a car and you don't have the means, then what happens a lot of times is unfortunately they go back to the abuser because they just don't have anywhere else to turn. They don't know what to do. Having that tool to, you know, be able to escape those situations is, is paramount, you know, in my opinion. It can save a life in so many different yes, ways in, in more ways than one. So I wanted to ask you, if you could do anything in addition to what you're doing right now to continue to affect change and making a difference, what would you do? Well, I actually am doing it. I just started my own TV show, which is called The Little Give with Cindy. And the sole mission is to showcase ordinary people doing extraordinary things to help others. And then also to show people that every little give makes a big impact on the other end. And so um, that is something I'm doing right now. I just uh, aired my first episode this month and my second episode was yesterday. And it really is because 
I think there's so much bad news out there that people can kind of get caught up in the bad news cells. And so what I really wanted to do was just take my voice. And like I told you before, I learned from my circumstances um, being in the domestic violence situation that there's a lot to give. And so then I thought, well, how in the world could I give more than what I'm giving already? I'm already doing the nonprofit. What else could I do that would make a bigger impact than me just taking on another mission? I was like, well, if I could highlight people who are already just ordinary people doing extraordinary things like starting their own nonprofits. Like um, there's so many different amazing people out there doing fantastic things. And then to show the audience that, you know, even if it's a $5 donation, even if you take um, your toilet paper rolls and donate them to an animal shelter, they turn them into toys for cats. I mean, there's so many different little tiny things that we can do that makes a big impact. But I feel like a lot of people don't know that they feel like I can't, I can't get back because I don't have time or I don't have money or I don't have this or I don't have that. I'm just trying to show the audience that every little give really does make an impact and you can do it and make a change and then uplift others and help others. And so my whole show is all about just people who have done amazing things, just ordinary people doing amazing things and then give tips about how, you know, you can give a little bit, little give back in your community. That's amazing. That's really dope. Cause like something that we have discussed here a lot is like the the catch and spread um, mentality. You know, if yeah. someone sees someone doing something, then they're more likely to do that thing too. So if one right. person is doing something to affect change, then the next person may do it, and then the next person may do it. And those are all like steps in the right direction because like there there's a lot of negativity out there, but as long as you're active in like promoting positivity, I it's gonna win. You know, like it's yeah. it's definitely gonna win. Good news can travel just as fast as bad news. I always that's say right. that. I always I really say wanted, that. That's so true. And I really wanted it to be a thing where you could gather the family on Sunday evening at seven central time and and watch this show together. Um, we have six kids, as I mentioned. Uh, three of them are grown, uh, but we still have the three little ones. And it's so hard to find a cool TV show that you can watch with your kids that everybody in the family can enjoy. And so I said, you know what? I really want this to be something that can inspire and show people they can do too. Um, my first episode, I interviewed these two little girls that are best-selling authors at age six and 12, you know, and then a portion of all their proceeds goes back to these nonprofits that they chose, you know, themselves. And so I just think that if other kids can see like, hey, if she can become a best-selling author at 12 years old and write her own books, I can too. And then to be that young and to know that like, hey, I can, I'm not only going to make money off of this, but hey, I could give back too. And then give their own hard earned money at 12 years old back to these nonprofits. It's just really inspiring. And it just really shows that there are some really fantastic people out there and that um, other kids can too, if they put their mind to it. And other people can too, if you put your mind to it. I absolutely agree. That Congratulations. And you're Thanks. two episodes in. Congratulations. Yes, um, it's been so fun. You know, at first I was like, oh, I don't want to do a TV show because, you know, I just, what am I going to do? Just, you know, I just couldn't think of something that would made me feel inspired. But when I came up with the idea to do um, the little give with Cindy, I was like, this is it. This is perfect. I would really, um, I'm like one day, like turn on the TV and see you like, or, or like the, the whatever, um, here, I, I know we probably have different channels, but like the this the channel that like, you know, the big talk shows come on like in the daytime uh -huh. or at e in the evening time and see you. And I'm like, I know her. Like, oh God, <laughs> I can, yeah. like I know yeah, her. It's on, it'll be on all major streaming platforms like Apple, Roku. It's so and it's going to air in over 26 countries. So it's got a pretty broad reach. So I'm sure you could watch it there in Michigan if you wanted to. OK, I will definitely be looking out for you just so I can 
have the kids watch it and all that kind of stuff because yeah there's not a lot of stuff for families to watch together like we spend a lot of our time watching like peppa pig to be honest like right (laughs) that's that's about right that's about (laughs) right but this is like fun and informative and then um everybody in the family can enjoy it is my mission that's nice that's really cool i'm sure my four-year-old he's so oh my gosh both of them but like i'm sure my four-year-old will probably be like i want to do it his favorite thing is like he the way he likes to tell me now is like i want to i want to be a grown-up why do you want to be a grown-up so i can do this and i'm like you don't have to be a grown-up to do that like as long as it's like within a reason you know i'm like you don't have to be a grown-up to do that you can do it now he's like oh okay you know like because he has this mind he sees us doing everything that only the grown-ups can do that and it's like no you can do that it's like no like you can do that like and then he'll be like but oh or sometimes he'll go oh won't that be hard and i'm like you can do hard things yeah, you can do hard you put your mind to it you can do anything you put your mind to that's for and sure then he's like oh okay and then he'll just walk away. <laughs> it's it's yeah it's really like cool watching his little personality and and him grow up and become interested in things and him trying to like find his way it's even cool with my two-year-old but like his my two-year-old is still in that phase where it's like okay yeah i want to do that no i'm gonna go jump off this i'm actually jumping off this uh-huh. is more fun so it's, it's an interesting dynamic and interesting things going on in my house all the time, but it's, <laughs> it's, course, it's, it's fun to watch for sure. Definitely. Okay. So I have to ask you the big question that Uh-oh. I ask everybody and the big question that I ask all my guests, because I just love how you guys all give me so many different answers, but even without knowing each other and probably not even hearing all the different answers I get. All of the answers from what I've been noticing are actually starting to weave in together. Really? So, like, it just points out, and one of my guests uh, actually suggested that I take at the end of the season all like sound bites from all of your answers and make like a giant selective hearing. What does selective hearing uh, mean to you, real? Because every one of you gives me such inspiring, motivating, amazing answers, but they're all kind of, like I said, starting to weave in together and they're all connected in a way, which just kind of proves my point of like, we're not really so different if we think about it. And like, we're all in this together and we're the same. And if we can kind of reshape our mindsets, to understand that like humanity will be so much better so the big question is what does selective hearing mean to you well i'm going to probably go with um let's see i'll probably say what henry ford said which is if you whether you think you can or you think you can't you're right and really to me what that means is is that you so you can have selective hearing and choose to select to hear all of the good in the world and all the wonderful things that are happening or you can choose to hear all the bad things in the world and and spin that. You can either choose to see all the obstacles that are in front of you as learning tools, or you can see them as obstacles and that that for whatever reason, the world is conspiring against you. So it's really, to me, selective hearing is all about you can choose to see and hear whatever you want to hear, and you get to choose that. And you know your answer. I'll just tell you. <laughs> your answer ties into discussions that I've been having about the power um, of words and ah. how the power of our words can affect negative and positive self-talk and how the voices that we hear, our own voice, our inner dialogue is actually the loudest and the most important. Yep. Tell yourself you what tell- you can do or you tell yourself what you can't do. Either way it goes, that's what you're going to do. That's right. what you're going to hear. And that, that's right. 
That is amazing. That tells me really amazing. That tells me that you'll really love my episode too, because it's all about words matter. The power of words and the words matter. That's what that whole episode is about. Episode two of my TV show. Because it is so important. It is so important how we talk to our children. It's so important how we talk to our spouses, how we talk to even uh, the the cashier at the grocery store. You know, it's so important. The power of words is so powerful. And people remember those things. I'm sure you remember some things that were said to you when you were young that weren't very nice. We all do. And so that's why the power of words is so important. So you'll definitely like that episode then if you're into that power of words. Yes, I would. I um. Okay, so I know that you told everybody your website, but could you tell everyone your website again? And then also like, yeah, shameless, not shameless plug. Tell everybody about your TV show as well so they can go check it out. Like also if you are on social media and would like people to connect with you on social media, please um, leave your social handles as well. And that way, if anyone, like I said, needs a car or if you want to find out how you could help someone receive a car, or even if you would like to reach out and find out how you could start something similar to this in your city so that yep. you can help affect this sort of change, um, I'm going to turn the floor, I'm going to hand the mic over to Cindy again so she can let you know how you can um, be in contact with her. Okay, well, if you want to find anything to do with Driving Single Parents, you can go to drivingsingleparents.org. We have all of our Facebook, all of our information there. If you want to apply, that information's there. You want to donate, the information's there. Um, If you are interested in uh, starting your own nonprofit, no matter what that be, you can visit my website, cfviews.com. I do nonprofit uh, coaching to help others start their dream nonprofits. Um, And then um, the TV show is Little Give, and you can find that on littlegive.com. And all the episodes will be there and all the pictures and all of my social media is there too. Make it as simple as possible for people to find us. And as always, all of this information will also be in the episode summary, my social media, and it will also be on my website. And I will also just throw this out here because I did get a couple emails through the site. When you're on my website, please just click the podcast tab and the most um, recent podcast that is posted, all you have to do is hit details and all that. That's where all the information is because people have been clicking around and then like, I can't find it. And I'm like, it's there. So let me just let everyone know that when you go to the episode, click details and every single link, I, I put it there where all you have to do is you can just click around as many times as you want and it'll shoot you everywhere to to every guest's website, to their social media, and then you can contact them for whatever questions that you have, or if you would like, again, would like to help, or if you are in um, San Antonio, sorry, I, I don't, I was about to say Austin, I don't know why, but if you are in, I think it's like, like that place, like your mind goes to, like those easy words. But if you are in the San Antonio area and you are looking for a vehicle and you want to start the process, again, all this information will also be on my website. So I love to close the show on encouraging words. So if there's any type of encouraging word that you would like to leave with the audience before we close out, you can do that. Um, the encouraging words I like to leave is say you can, no matter what it is you want to do, you can, you just have to make the choices to do it and you can. And well, you guys heard that here on selective hearing. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here and everyone until next week. This is selective hearing.